Hello, everyone. Welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Oh, I, I am happy to, to have a beautiful guest with us today. I am really happy to share, and she is a local Washington State girl, which I just love. I have with us today Christine Rose, the author of Life Beyond Me Too. This book is absolutely amazing. It, I, I so enjoyed it, Christine. It was beautiful. So many beautiful messages. I want to say thank you for being on the show today and joining us. I am really grateful. Thank you so much for inviting me, Paula. It's always a pleasure to see you, and I am happy to be with you today. Thank you so much. Will you share a bit of your background with the audience to, to tell us kind of what brought you to writing this book and what, what you're doing now? I sure will. So um, I'm going to start off by just saying I, I grew up in a home with three sexual abusers in my home. So when Me Too came out, I had stories. And I know your listeners have had stories too, many of them. Um, my refuge was my library, babysitting, uh, activities in high school. I was in junior achievement and I loved um, having a small business and having this power and authority and responsibility that I just felt like at home I was fairly powerless. So I remember being in my girlfriend's Girl Scout troop. I was invited to participate even though I wasn't a member. And I got an honorary award for selling more cookies for her troop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so motivating. <clears throat> uh, so I loved that we can set goals and accomplish them. And that has just been a source of joy. So I decided to study business back when I, you know, wasn't when I was a kid, I wanted to own a business. That was my goal. Uh, I ended up working in professional, uh, in my professional career in business development. And then I took a long break to stay home with my kids because I wanted to provide safety for them that I felt like wasn't available to me. But uh, when they were old enough, I went back to work again in business development and then nonprofit development. And I hit some bumps. I really felt burned out and I, I really was ready for a break. So I decided in 2014 to retire. And I had worked with a coach and the difference that it made in my life was so impactful. I, I wanted to study coaching. So in 2015, I got my, I got started with corporate coach training and coach training with Coach U, which was founded by Thomas Leonard. He's the godfather of the coaching industry and one of the founders of the International Coaching Federation. And as a part of the program, we were required to charge for our services so I started my business I wanted to start and I did that in September of 2015 and since then I've been working with small business owners executives and teams to help them to grow professionally to grow their ability to um, perform together as a team and really uh, get along well and communicate well 
and then also just to reach their goals. Um, and I also started a program called WINS. That's an accountability coaching group, and it makes coaching affordable. I wanted coaching to be affordable to everyone, so that group is super affordable. And that's how I got my start. I love it. I love it. And, you know, with your coaching and the speaking you do, you are really affecting a lot of lives, Christine. You know, we're all going through this journey together and it's such a joy to be able to work with people and, you know, kind of help them along the journey because I know I've had help on my journey for sure. And I know right now, for example, when people are small business owners, they cannot help but be struggling or somehow affected by the economic fallout from our COVID-19 crisis and you know the stay home orders and having to close their doors. Uh, many of them are struggling now with how do I do this remote team because we've always gone into our place of business to work together and now we're working all on computers while we're trying to manage our kids and we're trying to be homeschool moms at the same time and you know we still have to parent and when do you sleep you know, so people are struggling. Uh, and and also, also sometimes it's like if you're managing a team, you know, if you're working for a larger employee, you know, are the employees engaged? How do you measure how engaged they are? How's the culture right now? Are people feeling safe? Are you connecting? Do you understand the risks and the challenges that your team are facing and how are you working with them to mitigate those so that you can all get work done. So it's a really challenging time right now for businesses. Yes, it really is. It really is. So I'm really happy to be able to help some of them with, you know, redoing their business plans, coming up with a pivot strategy, coming up with, uh, some, you know, getting really clear on cash flow, getting really clear on their financial plans that maybe have changed over the next six to 12 months. Um, and I'm doing strategy sessions. I'm offering free sessions for business owners to, to do a strategy session with them. So that is so fantastic, Christine. How, how do they get a hold of you? to set up a strategy session? Yes, they can go to my website. It's www.christinerose.coach and just book a session there. Or, you know, for some reason they want to talk, contact me directly, they can just send me an email, cr at christinerose.coach, C-O-A-C-H. Thank you, thank you. That's really a gift. I really appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Oh. With, with writing your book, Christine, what was that like for you to share all these stories and all these experiences, especially with having a background where, you know, you've known, you know, abuse and, you know, seeing what's out there, as so many of us have, and 
I mean, there's so many stories we've never heard, isn't there? What What did that make you think about when you sat down to write this book? Paula, in October 2017, when Me Too hit the broad social media, on, on that on that day, 12 million posts by almost four and a half million people flooded the social media channels. And a year later, there were 19 million posts. And you think about all the people that aren't engaged on social media, or maybe, you know, never, you know, were able to share a story at that time. The World Health Organization says that one out of every three women are or will be a victim of violence in their lifetime, either of physical or sexual violence from a partner or sexual violence from a non-partner. And that doesn't even include the harassment, which might not be characterized as violent if it's not a threat of assault. So I certainly had my stories. Um, when I was thinking about this longevity of this hashtag, and I, I was visiting with a girlfriend uh, we were talking about how six months later, people people were still referring to Me Too. And if you weren't part of that social media firestorm, you might have not got a sense of what it was about. You might have thought this was just about Ashley Judd and Harvey Weinstein. But in fact, it, it was a real global opening of a lot of wounds and just a, a sharing of and a, of a realization that people are not alone whether they're male or female um, if they've gone through an abusive situation or harassment that that we really have kept the lid on it but the lid was off and so that opened the opportunity for some healing and i felt that as a coach, I have experienced healing myself, and I've also experienced the power of coaching to accelerate change. So I wanted to contribute the perspective and questions that people could look at, you know, in, in bite-sized chunks, you know, a chapter at a time. I wouldn't recommend people read this book from cover to cover. It's really more of a thoughtful coaching book with discussion questions at the end of every chapter. But I really wanted to help people be able to process what happened and why this violence is so much a part of our culture and what we can do as a culture to create deep root level change. Mm -hmm. um, so many of the stories, like I, each story uh, at the beginning of each chapter was contributed to uh, the book uh, by women who shared those stories. Uh, they're not all my individual stories. Yeah. Yes, and that's so true, Christine. We do need to address it at the root level, don't we? Right, because we have seen over and over again, you know, for generations, really, generations, millennia, um, that there are power structures that allow for ongoing discrimination and abuse. Mm -hmm. And to change the 
the structural support so that we develop a culture where every person learns from youth how valuable we are as a human being and how how deeply our mandate is to respect other people and that using other people can no longer be tolerated unless the whole world adopts a new way of treating people. The problems are going to continue. And so I felt really compelled to contribute what I could to the conversation. And there's just um, some amazing stories. Really, you know, I, I, I think a big key is what you said. You're not alone. You know, anyone that's experienced anything, we're really not alone. And, you know, there's so many different degrees. Oh, my gosh, reading your book made me think of my restaurant years. I began as an employee, then became a manager, and then the owner. And here I was, the owner, entrepreneur, female restaurant owner, and I had employees making sexual advances and doing things like that, you know, grabbing me, trying to kiss me. It, it, it really brings, it brought back a lot of memories of that. And women struggle with so much at home, in the workplace. It's really great to put that out there that they're not alone and, you know, that they have people like you for coaching and counseling and, just know knowing they're cared about and it's more than you know it's it's more than what happens to you personally because when you know yeah we all have stories Mm -hmm. but also there's a there's a system that's favoring men when it comes to businesses as well so if you're a woman starting a business the percentage of startup money that you get is ridiculously low compared to men. And if you're, uh, you know, and you're trying to bootstrap your own business and staying from home, uh, you know, working from home, you're trying to, you know, you're pushing at every different direction. You've got it. You got to deal with bearing the high proportion of unpaid work at home from caregiving to of younger people to caregiving of parents to maintaining a household women bear disproportionate responsibility just because they were born female and the culture supports that. So if we want to not, you know, kill ourselves, we need to come together and change the culture. And that's what the book is about. I agree. I agree. When I had the opportunity to buy the restaurant, I'd been promised for years while managing it. I just needed down payment. And I went to the bank and they literally went, yeah, right, little girl, you want to buy a restaurant and laughed me out the door. I was yeah. heartbroken. I, I, I had always paid my bills. I, you know, worked hard. And literally what happened was some good customers, a couple that came in a lot. He, the, the husband He was a doctor and he asked me, you know, so when are you going to buy it, Paula? And I was like, you know, and I think he saw my face and he said, what's going on? I told him. Few days later, knocking at the door of the restaurant was his accountant with all the paperwork. And that man co-signed a loan for me to buy my restaurant. 
here, wow. I was just their favorite waitress. Wow. What that, that did for me. A year later, I got him off the loan. But you're right. I went in as this female to get a loan to buy this restaurant that I'd worked for for all those years, and I literally was laughed out of the bank. Well, legally, in 1972, it became illegal for a bank to deny credit to a woman um, just because she was married. Because before that, you had to have the husband's name on any credit. So she couldn't have credit in her own name. And I mean, we're just talking about 1972. So there's a, there are generations upon generations of discrimination mm -hmm. and of uh, bias against females because of the fact that they were born female. That's part of the culture. And the book really gets into not only where's this come from, but what could happen if we, we really change things starting now? And things are changing, aren't they, Christine? I mean, we are evolving, aren't we? It has taken generations of work, uh, multiple generations of work it took to get women the right to vote in the United States. And it's taken generations to get women financial rights that we have now. And it's it's taking a lot of work. So yeah, we things are changing, but they're changing because of the relentless work of countless people uh, who are working to pass legislation. Um, the Civil Rights Act works in the 60s. Um, and, you know, we still haven't passed the Civil Rights Amendment or Equal Rights Amendment for women. Um, so there's two steps forward and one step back, if you look at the risks that are facing women and children because of the largest uh, internet industries, which is pornography and human trafficking, uh, we're seeing risks now that we never saw two generations ago or even 50 years ago. Um, the selling of children is huge business. So the culture hasn't completely changed. And in some ways, the accountability now has gone underground and it's very limited. So there's a lot more work to be done. Um, and anybody who thinks that because they don't have a story, they've never experienced any harassment or abuse or violence, everything is fine and it's just those other people. What Me Too did was it prove that no everything is not just fine and it's not just those other people but that the world really has some structural deep cultural root issues that we need to address what can we as caring individuals do do on a daily basis what can we do to help this continue to to go in a in an upward positive motion Okay, so I have to put a plug in for the book because there are a lot of answers to those questions in the book. So thank you for that. You can find it on Amazon.com and share it with your girlfriends. This would be a great uh, book study group. This is not just for women. This is for men. In fact, a guy who uh, did a review said, well, there are a couple men who reviewed the book and 
one said, my wife and I both agree that this is, you got to read this book. And there was another man who wrote it and said, everyone has to get this book. Um, so it's for men too. Yes. Um, it's for leaders for your organization. So if you have a business and you want to inoculate your business against that culture of harassment that Paula was describing in her, her restaurant, where, you know, we can't, we can't allow that, those kind of things to happen. And, you know, just like Paula said, no, this can't happen here, you know, and the, and the cook fired the other guy. And uh, there's definitely things that we can do in our, in our communities and our families in our workplaces. And all of those things are listed in the book. Um, and part of it too is just being willing to have conversations. You know, if you are tired of reading about COVID-19 and you would love to come out of your home prepared to change the world to make it more just and equitable, this would be a great time to pick up the book. Yes, yes. Yeah, it is on Amazon.com. It It's, you know, not o only, you know, eye-opening and brings more awareness it also brings more answers more confidence in what we can do to make things better i really have to thank you for that christine i'm an optimist paula <laughs> i believe in the goodness of people too yes. you know i do i really have you know in spite of growing up in a challenging situation there are so many wonderful people in the world and many of them are probably your listeners that are checking into your podcast right now. And so, you know, the first step to uh, getting your power back is recognizing how much power you have. And so we do have the power to make a difference in in how we respond to situations and what we tolerate and what we overlook. Um, you know, and ignore. We certainly have the power to have conversations with our peers and with our managers. And um, I, I've had somebody that I gave a copy of the book to was experiencing harassment at the workplace. And she said, I, she loves this job. She really likes the company. And she didn't want to leave, but she couldn't stay in that situation and anticipate that the harassment was going to go away. So having tools to know how to talk to HR, mm -hmm. um, how to, you know, how to go in and uh, advocate for yourself or, you know, make decisions for your own safety. Yeah. And then on, you know, uh, some really good conversations you can have in your family with what it is that you want to tolerate in your family and what your priorities and values are and how you want to live those out. So it's a coaching book. Yes, yes. And my gosh, just, just knowing that really we are all together in stepping forward and supporting each other and caring right there, that just makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, and you know, Paula, when people like you put on shows where you're you're sharing with the world how we can take care of one another and how we can love one another, encourage one another, 
you know, this is what it takes to create a better community. So we definitely um, have the power to make different choices and to own our choices. Um, the book talks about a structural and um, the structural support for change too. And we have more power than we know um, in how we uh, set, advocate for ourselves and set up structures to support culture change as well. So it's pretty deep, it's meaty. Um, if anybody likes Olivia Benson, I think she's on a crime show, like crime show, right? Her name is Mariska Hargitay and uh, the actress, uh, the actor, uh, Mariska Hargitay. Uh, there's a book, I was talking to my daughter about chapter three, which is really getting into the roots of what's legal, what's not legal, what do these things mean? And specific on the terminology around sexual violence. And she said, this chapter's hard to read. And I said, well, what would Olivia Benson do? <laughs> because it's, it's some of this tough reading, but there's some really engaging stories. There's some real meat for conversations to have. And um, I hope people pick it up. Yes, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful publication, Christine. I know I really enjoyed it, and I did. I, I read it slowly over several days, and just it, it made me think a lot. With just a couple more minutes left in the show, what last thoughts do you want to put out there for everyone today, Christine? Oh, you know what? I just want to thank every listener because I know right now there's so many things that are coming at you. Um, I just want to encourage you to be a person that lives in alignment with your core values, that you are really careful with what you say and what actions you take, that you slow down enough to remember who you are and know who you are at your best. That's the person you want to have in control in times like this. And if you need help, feel free to reach out to me. My website is www.christinerose.coach. If you're not sure what your core values are, you can reach out to me. I've got an assessment, free assessment on my resource page um, at christinerose.coach. And again, let me know if I can help and support you. Oh, Christine, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Love, hugs, and blessings to you. And to everyone out there, love, hugs, and blessings. We thank you. Virtual hugs. That's right. We thank you, Thank Paula. you for being with us today. And we love you. Sending thank you. hugs. Thank oh. you. Love you. It's really a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.